1: Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the
0: NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. That's what did you just Butterfly, say? forever. or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining One 3 Plus. Justin, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep, deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast. And pro
1: football hall of famer, the general,
0: Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia Talk. We'll get into Bobby Slow in just a second, Texas offensive coordinator, yet another team um, uh, asking permission to speak to him. But have you ever seen anything like the 24-hour period? Not even 24 hours, really more like 18-hour period from the time where Pete Carroll um, was removed from duty in Seattle, I'll call it, to just a couple hours later, uh, Saban, Nick Saban stepping down. And then this morning, Bill Belichick and the Patriots announcing that they're parting ways. I would submit, John, that's three of the four or five best football coaches, period, over the last 10 to 12 years, all stepping down within one day of each other.
1: It's not just that period, going back to the start of the week when Jim Arbaugh won a national championship, all the reports that he's coming to the NFL where we go to work, and then guys like Mike Vrabel, that was a surprise And then going up to Belichick, we knew that was coming. And we had no idea about Nick Saban resigning or Pete Carroll getting fired. There's always surprises and there may be another one in store after these first round of games, but I've never seen anything like it in 47 years of covering the NFL in my 52 years as a sports writer. And I doubt we'll ever see anything like that again, because Saban's the greatest college coach of all time. Belichick, uh, although The post-Brady period has kind of tainted his his image as the greatest pro coach of all time, but they still are incredible, and they're good friends, and they're walking away, at least from their current jobs. Saban's supposed to be going to ESPN. It's what everybody's saying, and eventually replace Lee Corso. And then, of course, Pete Carroll wants to coach another, another team, and we know Belichick, who's the same age as Pete, I think a few months younger, I think Washington would be perfect for him because he grew up in Annapolis. He loves the military. Just seems like a natural place, but it's just been mind-boggling.
0: Yeah. So, John, let's go through each of these real quick. Do you think Pete Carroll coaches again? Do you think he is a desired candidate uh, around the NFL right now?
1: He says he wants to coach. You know, Pete, you look at him, you don't think of him being – 72 years of age. He talked at his news conference about how good he feels. He said, You guys, me and the media, think I ought to be lying down somewhere, but I got a lot left in me. And watching him on the sideline and every day, you know, he's 72 going on 32. So I don't know if you're ever going to get a job, this is the year to do it because there's so many available. They're not all attractive, but I think Pete Carroll will get another job. And get it from somebody like, say, Mark Davis, if he doesn't stick with Antonio Pierce. I I don't see him sitting out because then he'll be 73 years old. But uh, I think he will work again.
0: Yeah no that's I I know he I know he wants to coach. Yeah, that was my question. Like how desirable a candidate is like it like now Pete Carroll's name is in the is going to be on all these lists that we see, you know, that have Bobby Slowick's name and Ben Ben Johnson's name and Brian Johnson's name and all these coordinators. And Jim Harbaugh's name and Bill Belichick's name. Do you think Carroll on all those, on those lists will be considered a top candidate for this job cycle?
1: I think he'll be a candidate and I think he'll get one. Not many coaches can say they've won a national championship in college and a Super Bowl. And I think if somebody interviews Pete and sees the energy that he has, yeah, the light and he's of, always yeah. been that way, going back to when he was the head coach of the Patriots and the Jets, he was a very energetic guy. And uh, so I think a guy with that track record who's done a good job with the Seahawks the last two years, considering yeah. what he had at quarterback, I think he'll get a job.
0: Belichick, do you think he coaches next year? God,
1: absolutely. He's told people he wants to coach. He's real tight with Adam Schefter. Anything he says to – anything Adam Schefter says is gospel when it comes to Belichick.
0: Okay, so which there, there's eight openings right now, John. Carolina, the Chargers, Vegas, Atlanta, Washington – Tennessee, Seattle, and then New England, where Belichick's leaving. Of the other seven non-New England ones, which one do you think is the best fit? You just mentioned Washington. You think is a great fit? Do you think that's where he ends up?
1: I think that would be a great fit. Mike Florio said there might be too many cooks in that kitchen, and there might be, but he would have all that worked out in his contract, and they'd get it. Get a quarterback. The problem with Atlanta is they got a lot of pieces in place. They don't have a quarterback, and. Hmm. He knows what it's like when you don't have a quarterback. His reputation is taking a beating. But Arthur Blank is a good owner to work for. He stays out of it. And I think Arthur Blank, I mean, uh, Arthur Smith, a lot of the problems he had, he was short-tempered with the media. Anytime you you don't look good in news conferences because you're snappy and you're feisty, then the media, talk shows, columnists, everybody, online fans, is going to blast you. And that's fine if you're winning like Bill Belichick, but when you lose, it grates on an owner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's not good PR for sure. Um, As far as Staben goes, John, um, I think he's probably done coaching, if I had to guess. Uh, And you mentioned that I think he'd be perfect in the Lee Corso spot. I've always enjoyed Nick Staben every time he's been on TV. I enjoy Belichick when he goes on TV as well. There are two guys where you can hear – all the time about both of them is that their personalities are very different behind the scenes than they are at a podium or on the sideline. Um, I think Sabin will be great on ESPN. I guess the question is two questions. And I'm going to let you debunk. I'm going to let you disappoint all the Alabama fans out there right now that are pining on the message boards to get D'Amico Ryans to be the head coach. Zero percent chance or negative percent chance that D'Amico Ryan's the head coach of Alabama next year?
1: I'm not going to say zero because he loves Alabama. He's from Alabama. He talks about Alabama, but this was his dream job, not Alabama. And I think Alabama's going for a college coach. There's a lot of coaches. I saw a great thing online last night. It showed Debo Sweeney running along the sideline. Now, he was running during a game, but it said Sweeney running to Tuscaloosa to try to get that job, and there's a big backlash from the fans they don't want. him. Dan Lanning would be perfect at Oregon. But, man, you know what they say, Sean, about replacing a legend? And Saban has been wise to go on ESPN, anything they've needed through the years, because he knows young play people watch ESPN and he's reaching out to recruits just like he used to do a talk show here when he was LSU in the morning with John Granado. And because he wanted to be able to fans the fan the the kids and their families hear him talking about LSU so they think eventually whenever that is and they say Lee Corsoak stay as long as he wants that he'll go on there they'll find a role for him on game day just make the table bigger or maybe you know, Pat McAfee's not happy. He's already hinted about not being back on game day, and uh, but I think he will definitely have a place on the at the table on college game day.
0: Okay, so you think you you think Lang would be the uh, would be the right would would be a good hire there. Well, there's Lange reports
1: Oregon. in org in Eugene yeah. by people who cover that team and Tuscaloosa yeah. that Landing was already there. I don't know how I could get there that quick. I'll tell you a quick story. Ryan Fowler, who's been doing main talk show in Tuscaloosa for years. And I was doing his show yesterday. He always wants to keep up with the Alabama people that uh, the Texans have. And I'm giving an answer. And then he didn't say anything. And I'm waiting for him to ask me another question. This was this was uh, uh, Wednesday afternoon. And I thought we'd lost the connection. And I was about to say, am I still on? And he goes, oh. I'm sorry, John um, um Gotta hang up. Ooh, i'm reading something i want to make sure i read this and say it right i'm sorry to butt in but nick saban has just died i said i mean resigned and i said thanks for having me on ryan uh go do your job and hung up and he how got did, back to me late last night
0: how did nick saban has just died pop into your brain right there how, did, know, that, how did that somebody's gone happen?
1: <laughs> I saw, I listened to ESPN all Martin talking to him in past tense, like he's like they're talking about Belichick. He was he was this yeah. he was that like yeah, he died instead of he's right. going on. But yeah, when when Start I was thinking to get about it, first thing I thought about when he's gone, he's gone. But he's gone. He's gone. Thank, he's thank gone God gone. I didn't. Yeah. He didn't say that, and I didn't either.
0: He's gone. Uh, John, I'm talk show. There you go. Yeah, John, just back to D'Amico for one second. I, I mean, this isn't just the D'Amico take. This is general. I can't imagine an NFL head coach, especially a successful one, which D'Amico Ryan's has been thus far, and I think will be for a long, long time, would ever want the headache in this day and age of being a college head coach compared to being an NFL head coach. I can't. I can't imagine the NIL. You're basically the college head coaches had a pretty good life. Now they've been asked to basically manage a salary cap and re-recruit their team every year. Like have to put like three times the horsepower into recruiting than they used to because it used to be like recruit a kid, you get him in there. And now he's kind of shackled there because if he transfers, he's got to sit out a year. That transfer portal has completely changed the workload and the stress level on college coaches. Screw that. Let me stay in NFL where I can just coach my ball plays. You know what I mean? I can call up my defenses. Little Bobby over here, call up the offense, get C.J. Stroud on our team, and win 10 to 14 games every year for the next decade.
1: And they say that that's the reason Saban has walked away, you get tired of dealing yes. with all that. I read a couple I months it. ago he has 13 people. In his transfer portal department. And something that you can't have an agent when you're in college. Who's negotiating all these deals? Their parents? Well, we know that's not the case. Do they have agents illegally? Of course they do. And so every year players come back wanting more money. And it's a bunch of them. And just like you win the Super Bowl, you win a national championship. Can you imagine a lot of those Michigan players oh. being recruited by other schools or they really? want the Wolverines to give them more money? i that's one re- another reason I think our is coming to the NFL.
0: Yep, I agree. I, it's it's just it's such a better gig, it's such a better gig, and it probably pays better too for the upper upper echelon. I, I know the college coaches are making more now than they ever have, but what a headache that is. All right, John, um, you ready to do our oh, and Bobby Slowick getting requested by the Titans before we hold, don't change the graphic yet, James. Um, Bobby Slowick requested by the Titans. I know you're a line that regardless of these eight jobs that are out there right now, that you think Sloic is coming back for another year. Uh, but how big a threat are the Titans given that Rand Carthon, his former coworker in San Francisco, is the GM there?
1: I did my – I did two shows in Nashville the last two days, and they have yeah. Slowick at the media does at the top of their list because he and Codnor worked sixty six years together.
0: Now, yeah. maybe they hate
1: each other. We don't know. But uh, I'm uh, – Talking to Kyle Shanahan on Friday for a column about D'Amico and Slowick and how well they're doing. Plus, I want to talk to him about Andre Johnson, what he about, why he thinks he's worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. But, um, Bobby, you know, there's a lot of openings and he's been a play caller for one year and he's at growing pains. And we've seen him have great games, mostly real good games, a couple of bad games. But Carthon is, uh, You know, he's in charge now of that hire, and that's not an attractive job. What if, what if Bobby Sloig didn't think Will Levis was worth the first or second round? They traded up to the top pick in the second round to get him. You know, if you force feed a quarterback down a new coach's throat that he doesn't have highly rated, the guy's gone after a year and you're starting over. And, uh, Titans, while they still have good defensive players when they're healthy, their offensive line terrible. They need receivers. If Derrick Henry leaves, they need a second running back. Thing is, he'd be starting at the bottom, working his way up. If I had to take a job, I would look toward Atlanta and think that with all these quarterbacks out there that I could get one And because you got a lot of other pieces in place, that would be – a much better job you know amy adams Strunk fired john robinson in the uh, late during the season uh, last year last season and now she's fired mike vrabel one of the best coaches in the league so you'd have to wonder well who is making the calls up there what happened behind the scenes but um i'd, I'd Sloic, i think will do like D'Amico like uh, Ben Johnson did with the Lions last year after he interviewed here, like Kevin O'Connell did with the Rams. They interview, and they say, you know what? I need to go back and get another year of experience calling the shots, even though O'Connell was, Sean McVay was calling the plays. And it worked out great for D'Amico and Kevin O'Connell. It's going to work out great for Ben Johnson, I'm guessing. But uh, I'll be curious to know what Bobby Slowick's dad, who's a coordinator for four teams, what advice he gives you because you know they're plus.
0: That's a lot of bread, John. That's a big pay raise to, to go up to being a head coach. You know? It's there's no guarantees down the road that you're, you're gonna get that opportunity. And it looks like you will to keep coaching CJ Stroud. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out.